Hello and welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics, the podcast devoted to all things comic books in movies and TV. I'm Luke. I'm Jay. Today's topic, the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special, the short film that debuted on Disney Plus on November 17th. The special produced by Atomic Cartoons, the Lego Group and Lucasfilm Limited was inspired by the 1978 Star Wars Holiday Special. This is your warning. We will be talking spoilers. That first special, 40 years ago, that's how long ago it came out. And it was also the 17th. So it came out on the same date, 40 years ago. I've seen pictures and clips, but I've never seen it. Have you? Yeah, actually, uh, before recording this, I did watch... The Lego Star Wars Holiday Special, and I thought, hmm, I wonder if this runs across any of the lines settled by the original. So I got on YouTube. It's all on there if you want to brave it yourselves. But I sat and watched it, and I it started to be like, skip. All right, no, no, skip the segment. All right, skip the segment. It is. I'd heard for my entire life how bad it is, and it was worse than even I could have imagined. It is so <laughs> terrible. It is so late 70s television on the variety special format of like uh, most of it's shot from the the home of Chewie's family, um, a stupid child like Lumpy or Lumpy. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Lumpy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and like they're seeing like video calls almost of like what's happening with the other people and it's cut into like TV stars from the time doing like these strange bits with like stormtroopers and stuff. And the only thing of merit in the entire hour and 37 minute runtime is a little bit was the first official uh, uh, appearance of Boba Fett. And even that is nowhere near the character of Boba Fett is like, cause it was just, we'll get a voice actor to do this. And it's like seventies, TV animation, which looks a bit like the comics of the era that Marvel were producing, but really clunky animation and that sort of stuff. And I'm like, I, even that, but I got to a certain point. I'm like, I'm, I, I'm done. I'm out. There's a, there's a musical seg. There's multiple <laughs> musical segments. They like crowbar in there. It is awful. Do not watch it. But if you, if you have to know, you can watch it for free on YouTube. Uh, Lucasfilm swore they'd never release it. And I think Disney's in uh, much of the same boat of like, no, we sweep that one under the rug. When Disney Plus announced this Lego special, I thought, wow, that's bold. I mean, the fact that the original holiday special is one of the few live action Star Wars properties or series films that they haven't actually been made available on the service. It's the holiday special and the two Ewok movies. They're not yet on Disney Plus. So I thought, oh, right, they just want to completely ignore it. And then with this Lego special, draw attention to it. Yeah, on its own anniversary. And it's not the, the, the only similarity between the two, really, is uh, it was the original one that they brought up, Wookiee Life Day, and they made it a thing. It's basically their Christmas, and it's November 17th. Uh, and the same with this one where, you know, the crew uh, of the sequel trilogy is setting up for Wookiee Life Day as well, um, which the, the, your, the gamers out there 
um, Star Wars Galaxies was an online multiplayer game back in the early 2000s. And during the Christmas season, from the start of November through, uh, actually, it was, it was just kind of more Thanksgiving era, through to, uh, I think it did used to go to, to Christmas, there was the life day running and you could go to Kashyyyk and you could like earn rewards for that. So that this, this whole, the whole thing gave me huge flashbacks to playing Star Wars galaxies. Um, but it's yeah. Do not watch the original. It's basically what I'm saying. <laughs> well, before we completely move on from the original, you mentioned how Lucas felt about the, the holiday special. He bought all master copies so it could never be broadcast again. But as you say, yeah. it is available on YouTube. But Lucas did try to make yeah. it so nobody would be able to see this thing again. Those pesky VHS tapes from back in the day just would not let it die. That's it. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's awful from the clearly plywood set. That's the Millennium Falcon outfit that you can almost see, like, wobble behind uh, Harrison Ford and Peter Mayhew to the really shoddy um, costumes for Chewbacca's family because it's a TV budget um, brought to you by General Motors. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's everything. Like the makeup on Mark Hamill, it was like late, it was like caked on, like they used a spatula. It was so thick. I'm like, you don't even look like Mark Hamill. You look so, like some impersonator that they've hired to be Mark Hamill. It's awful, really awful. <laughs> Yeah. Let's stick to All Lego. The yeah, Let's yeah. stick to Lego then. The Lego Star Wars Holiday Special chronologically is placed after the events of Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. So in case you were wondering, that's where this special starts. The yeah. plot of the special, Rey leaves her friends to prepare for Life Day as she sets off on an adventure to gain a deeper knowledge of the Force. At a mysterious temple, she is hurled into a cross-timeline adventure. The big question, though, will she make it back in time for Live Day? This special blew my mind like, <laughs> for many, many reasons. I mean, for the, for the most part, I guess if I could describe it in one word, it would be bonkers. I heard after watching The Rise of Skywalker that, oh, yeah, Finn is Force-sensitive. And it has been all along. And it really infuriated me throughout that movie. Ray, I need to tell you something. Ray, I really need to tell you something. I'm coming with you, Ray. And it, and it was all of that. Anyway, this special only opens with Finn training with a lightsaber. So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, uh, that's actually where I wanted to start as well because it was a big thing of um, now and a little bit of time's passed and the year we've had a lot of the uh, actors, uh, Oscar Isaac, Daisy Ridley, um, and John Boyega have been quite vocal. Rose Tycho, uh, not Rose Tycho, that's a character name, Kelly Marie Tran, uh, have been quite vocal of some of the negative experiences they had filming the, uh, the sequel trilogy, most specifically on Rise of Skywalker. Um, over 10 film uh, endings were written. Um, Almost seven of them were prepped and multiple ones were shot. And Kathleen Kennedy kept having them do 
adjustments and like alterations because she didn't like it or she wasn't happy the entire beginning of the movie which was a big sequence that Ian McDermott has also said about how much he enjoyed the original what the original opening sequence of the movie was all scrapped and one of the things that with all her shuffles and like I don't like this I don't like that and the shot and the like runtime and all the bits and pieces I had to keep moving around the whole thing with Finn being force sensitive was like fallen by the wayside like you know they tried to keep enough like nods and winks in there of like hey this is kind of where we're going with this just just if you can keep along with us but yeah it does feel like uh i've seen the memes of ray i need to tell you something oh, ray honestly I tell you something i experienced that when watching the movie like that was it's doing me in because when we're first introduced to i mean this has become something else hasn't it we're not talking about lego anymore but when i first watched the force awakens and You've got, you know, Finn, he was a stormtrooper, he defects, he joins the rebellion. He's such a strong, interesting character. Yeah. And then by the time we get to his role in Skywalker, very, very disappointing. But then I did hear JJ say that he felt as though they made it obvious enough that Finn was force sensitive. And my answer to that is no. Yeah, I agree. Because I also heard him say specifically it was that it was there all along through all three of the movies. I'm like, what are you talking about? It felt like it was crowbarred in yes. on, on the Rise of Skywalker. I'm like, I had no inkling for that rough until Rise of Skywalker. And it wasn't until like the last 20 minutes or so that I'm like, it, it, is, it, is he supposed to be force sensitive? What's <laughs> going on with that? I'm like, how much runtime have you, we got left in this thing? And yeah, yeah like yourself. The movie ends, I'm like, is this supposed to be like a, a, a subtle setup for a Disney Plus series with Finn training? I don't understand. Where this, Yeah, and here we are. Lego Star Wars Holiday <laughs> Special. We got our answer. I mean, he is more sensitive. Yeah, and ordinarily when we do these specials, and, and I should say that I think this is potentially going to be our shortest episode of Sounds <laughs> Like Comics. Ordinarily, we'd, we would do a film or TV series this special, I think, ran for just under 45 minutes. So yep. it's going to be a short episode. And normally, we like to deep dive on the actors, the performances, talk about the characters a little bit. I mean, this is pretty much, for the most part, actors from various animated properties or you know, voice actors and the occasional actor from the movies coming back. So we could maybe talk about to begin with, the actors that actually come back. And surprise, surprise, Anthony Daniels is back as C-3PO. As much as yeah, he's in uh, this, it's actually him. <laughs> yeah, um, which I'm, I'm really thankful for because, you know, Anthony Daniels, he, out of all of the actors in Star Wars, he's the only one that's ever turned up for, for literally everything, for the holiday special, for... Um, like weird public appearances that they had them hire for late, late minute, you know, for the Oscars back in the seventies and eighties. Anytime Lucasfilm wanted, uh, they got, you know, contacted for a C-3PO appearance. It was always Anthony Daniels. It's never been anyone else. So it's nice to see him with this. I've actually read his autobiography, which is really entertaining and really insightful. Um, So I'm not surprised. Yes. Question for you. Because I don't know the answer. Outside of Star Wars, what has the actor done? 
theater only. Okay. Um, yeah. He, I think before Star Wars, he'd been in like a few small, like English films. Um, and he's done, I think one or two things in the eighties, but Star Wars kind of was the thing that launched him and, uh, made him. And he's, he had his struggle to get non Star Wars work ever since that wasn't theater release, uh, theater. Right. Um, okay. Because they're too recognizable, apparently. I'm like, really? Because I don't know really where you look, look like outside that. of that mask. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I don't know think, where they think. Honestly, if they stopped average man in the street and said, who is this guy pointing to Anthony Daniels, they wouldn't say C-3PO. Yeah. I mean, yeah. as that character, yes, he's got such a distinctive, recognizable voice. But it's odd that he got typecast that are oh, you're the star wars guy because nobody ever saw him yeah um because yeah and he and he said he uh especially in that long lean period between the original trilogy and the prequels it, it really graded on him because it was hard work i mean he, you know he loved going to conventions and that sort of thing and interacting with the fans and it kept him going and it, it made him enough that he could make a living but the fact that he really struggled to to find anything else um, was really disheartening. Um, but I'm not surprised he's in, and he's, of course, he's C3PO, he's perfect. Um, and the other actor they bothered to bring in, Billy D. Williams, as Lando Calrissian. For, There's again, nobody like, else. There's nobody yeah. else. <laughs> I know, you could have got uh, a certain other Lando Calrissian. Oh, he's busy. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's very busy. busy. Uh, hey, uh, it was it was great seeing the older Lando in Lego form, and yeah, yeah, Billy D. I mean, come on, yeah. he he. Is I Lando. should I, I should say that Kelly Marie Tran did come back for Rose Tycho. That's which right. Is really nice. Yes. Uh, the one that graded me the most, I have to say, was uh, for the one line of dialogue, which admittedly it was like more like grunts and growls. They uh for Darth Maul, they didn't get Sam uh Whitworth. Is Whitworth. it Sam Whitworth? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm like, oh, That's I'm not strange, sure. Right? How... Yeah, why not? Why not? I mean, maybe he was busy. I, I guess. Know. Yeah. Um, and you know, he is in the Mandalorian. He actually was in the background scene. Um, okay, so he's still something he's else still around. And he, and he was the the voice of Maul in Solo, wasn't he? Yeah, he's been the voice of Maul literally since Phantom Menace. So in Phantom Menace, it was uh, your mate. Um, Ray Park. Oh, God. No, so Ray Park. Did oh, all right. The he, was, stuff. Yeah, he was the physical storm. Oh, you're talking about Peter Serafinovich. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> and, but yeah, so, but every single thing video games, cartoons, um, anything else they required a voice, it's all been Sam Whitworth. I mean, that's strange. Um, I'm pretty sure, like, I don't mean phoned in as in not done a good job, but I think a lot of these guys would have been over the phone. Uh, yeah, especially How they did their year. recordings, you know, recording from home. Or not necessarily on the phone, but, you know, recording yeah. at home. Yeah. Um, that being said, um, of all the other uh, actors, they're all, they're all veterans for the characters they've played. So we've got... Right. Let's... When you were gonna when you were gonna pick out a, a bad performance, I'm not kidding, right? For sure, I thought you were talking about Ray. 
I thought you were going to start no. with her as being a core blimey, really there bad is. Daisy Ridley. Uh, I'm not familiar with her work outside of this. Helen Sadler. Yeah. Not all the time. Some of the times she did sound a bit like Daisy Ridley, but then she went yeah. a little bit Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> you know, Mary Poppins. Yeah. She did, yeah, yeah, she know. did. Because um, it was whenever it was not energetic. So when it was normal conversational stuff with Finn at the start and um, when they first get the, the temple and things like that, she was fine. But yeah, I think I picked up on the same thing of when the action was starting to happen and she's uh, interacting with this character or that character. Yeah, there's a bit of the like, oh, wow, what, what are we going over here? Yeah. <laughs> not just me then. Okay, yeah. I, yeah, I, really I definitely, that. yeah. Um, but yeah, the veterans we had in were uh, D. Bradley Baker who does um, all of the clone voice, clone voices, um, also famous for Captain Rex from the Clone Wars and for Star Wars Rebels. We had, of course, uh, James Arnold Taylor as Obi-Wan Kenobi, who's phenomenal. Um, the voice of Darth Vader was Matt Sloan. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure I've heard him in other stuff. They try to get James Earl Jones now where they can yes, to do yeah. Darth Vader, but in anything else that they struggle to, to book him, they've always gone to Matt Sloan. Um, Matt Lanter as Anakin Skywalker. And who's the other? So with, with Matt Lanter, am I right in thinking, is that reverse Flash from the Flash? Is that him oh, or is that somebody it else? And we it were talking be. about him when we did our episode on the, the Mask of Zorro. Is that him? Yeah. Matt Lanter? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm positive. Right. You're right. Okay. Yeah. And he, he's um, making Skywalker. Did he voice him previously? Or was it his first time? Yeah. During the Clone Wars. Right. Um, which is great. I'm always happy with that. And also the voice of Yoda as well. Uh, the actor, Tom Kane, who did Qui-Gon Jinn as well for this, but he's, he did uh, Yoda through all Clone Wars and the few episodes in Rebels where he got needed voice work and a bunch of animation as well. Frank Golds is... I get another one who's exceptionally hard to get right now. I mean, I did give the spoiler warning and it's such a short one time. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you have watched it already. If not, you're probably very confused by the fact that we're listing all the popular characters from Star Wars in this one special. And yes, time travel. And that was fun. We got two Han Solos shooting first. Yeah. That Old and gruff, and they're both <laughs> voiced by AJ uh, Lucasio. Um, yeah, and the, I, I it was it was bonkers and it was ridiculous and it was law breaking in a way in um all the in all the ways that if you were to take it seriously would take would really irk fans. But it's you take it for what it is. It's aimed at children with a very specific. Uh, message of especially for the holidays of spending time with friends and family and and coming together and that kind of stuff and i did like the idea of like them stumbling in the old it was always like the old christmas movie way or um the uh, holiday episodes of cartoons when i was when we were kids especially in the 80s and 90s of like oh oh we've ended up and we're meeting you know, Scooby-Doo comes to mind of like, there's Santa Claus or, 
you know, there's the Easter Bunny or something like that. And that, I got all of those, except they're hitting like famous uh, bits and pieces throughout the Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Yeah. So, the, I mean, the point of this, you're right, is to entertain kids. It's also for us. Like they made yeah. it for us. They made it for Star Wars fan, fans. And it's supposed to be fun. And it is fun. And you're right. It is law-breaking and all these different things are happening. And what we're seeing here is that back when, in The New Hope, when Luke defeated the Death Star, Rey was there. <laughs> so like, yeah, in his lap. Yeah, exactly. So it didn't happen. Not really. But it's just, it's a lot of fun. Music, we're getting the, the John Williams Star Wars theme, which is cool. Michael Kramer does the main score for the special, but we also get a bit of Ludwig because we have a clip of the Mandalorian and we get that yeah. phenomenal Mandalorian theme. Yeah, and I love that they don't even interact. They just kind of fall right through a scene and then it continues as if they weren't there. It's, it's a great little nod and a little joke of like, hey, this is also a thing. Um. I, it's all here. It worked well for me. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all here. What isn't here, though? I know we said we weren't going to mention that original special anymore. The red robes that the Wookiees wear. Yeah. Not included here. They obviously no. made a choice to not have it visually reference that special. Yeah. Although they were that, wearing Christmas sweaters. Yes. I mean, that's different. That's different. Honestly, when yeah. I first saw the promo art, it had the character with the black hair. He had the the green jumper with BB-8 on the Christmas pattern design. I completely missed the fact that, oh, of course, it's, I'm blanking on his name. Poe Dameron. That's him. Of course it's Poe <laughs> Dameron. Why, why can't I think of that character for some reason? But yes, yeah. yeah, so he's wearing a Christmas sweater in this. And, you know, you've got Vader. It's just, it's, it's crazy fun. You've got Vader trying to please the emperor tries to give him a present he's not interested it's like you know, it's, he's giving him the mug all this yeah. stuff's happening the emperor it's just so much fun like the emperor finds a new apprentice and Olga wants vader he meets kylo ren he's commenting on the fact it's like why are you topless <laughs> it's just yeah i like the yeah fact. the like, general hug scene yeah that really yeah. like he's trying to give him a report but he's there standing like without a shirt on and he can't help but like uh, the the pectorals, the platoons. <laughs> He's just like Freudian slipping left and right. It's, it's just uh, yes, yeah. poking fun. Like the whole thing yeah. is it's it's having a good time. It's poking fun at itself, and and it's just fun. You know, until this, like I watched this with my three year old, and we'd been watching the Lego Batman movies. So not just yeah. the Will Arnett one, but the you know, the original movies to put out on home release. So yeah. when I was showing the trailer for this, like, oh, look, it's a new Lego movie. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, what is it? What is it? And then she was really disappointed. I'm like, what's wrong? As I'm playing the trailer, and she's like, where's Batman? I want to see <laughs> Batman. No, Batman's not in this one. But she'd seen Lego Batman with the Millennium Falcon. And anyway, so she was disappointed to begin with, but she ended up watching it with me. So I got to see, I got to enjoy it myself. And I got to see my kids enjoy it as well. So, you know, job done. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's just the only uh, little bit of a shame was this was supposed to somewhat coincide with the release of the Lego Star Wars game that we're not going to get until early next year now. But I'm like, oh, it would have been like 
you know, slam dunk money Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it, it would have been, but I'm glad. I mean, I guess they had to keep to the release day because what it's near the life day. So they want to take yeah. advantage of having a Christmas special or holiday special as they, as they call it. Yeah. So I'm glad um, that they didn't hold on to it until next year. Yeah. And I'm hoping that these are the voice cast from the game as well, because it'd be nice to keep that consistency over the uh, over the different media from like if you're playing this on PlayStation and you watch this on Disney Plus it's the same voice the same character yeah that'd be cool yeah and just yeah have all the same voice actors come back and but as you've said you know they've they've already returned from different Star Wars shows over the years yeah yeah definitely so this is an interesting one so if you're going to rate this special out of 5 yeah, um, I'd probably, I'd probably, probably give it about a three and a half out of five. I don't think it's it's something that like it's not where you tell people, oh, you've got to see this, like I would if it was The Mandalorian, um, which I'm loving ridiculously right now. Um, and it's not to the point of a a really great TV show where it's an absolute must see. But if you're a Star Wars fan uh, and, or, and, or you have kids who enjoy Star Wars, I think this is, especially at this time of the year, this is perfect. This is, it's fun. It's easy. It's not long. Like, especially if your kids have a, a problem paying attention for a long time or sitting down for a long time. Like, if you, you know, especially as you're starting to prepare for like holiday dinners and that sort of stuff, which are quite, can get quite elaborate, like, Throw this on in the background where you, you've set up the table. Easy. Easy win. Three and a half. I think you kind of, for a moment there, went from reviewing it to being on Disney's payroll. Like you're really <laughs> doing the hard sell. Like, you yeah. know, okay, they get it. Okay, it's good. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm coming the same. 3.5. I did have yeah. a lot of fun with this, but I don't think it's going to become a new favorite, one that I will put on again each Christmas. I did enjoy it, but the nature of the setup with Ray traveling to different points in time and she is like hitting all the greatest hits in Star Wars, it plays a lot like almost like a sketch show, like a really tame robot chicken. You know, they did those Star yeah. Wars specials. It's going from skit to skit to skit. Yeah, I did. especially with the Emperor as well. Yes. Oh, yeah, he did. He was very robot chicken in this. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun, but yeah, 3.5. And it's, it's an easy recommend to people, like I say, with, with the runtime. And it's something that whether you're a kid or a Star Wars fan as an adult, like, a family can sit down and watch this. So in, in that regard, they've really put together something, something special. And it is, it's fun, like, and it's what it's supposed to be. And, and as I say, you know, as a, as a, as a parent, with my kid, we could both sit down and enjoy it and get something, you know, each out of it. It's good. It's good fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's it for our episode all about Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. If you want to contact us about this episode or request a topic for an upcoming show, you can find us on Facebook as Sounds Like Comics Podcast. As always, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.